And Odin is with us indeed. Thanks for listening to episode 22 of the weekly As a Sweet Valhalla podcast, where months, years, decades, we've been waiting for news from Ubisoft. And this week, it's they been decided. It's a slow week, sure. Yeah, I know. Should we do the podcast? No, but I'm like, we already knew. Okay, so fun fact. By the way, hey, Jordan. Jordan does. How are you? I'm doing good. Let's okay. just get into it. Yeah, nice. Um, so last week, we, of course, were like, yeah, we're going to record on Friday. What did we say? I'm not even... Friday, I think, right? We said... No? Yes. Yes? Okay. We were going to record on Friday because we there was a content embargo for today, which yes. they moved to Wednesday. Yes. We had already played Valhalla in last week's episode but couldn't talk about it, which made it the most it difficult was, podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I think this is how it works, but <laughs> obviously we <laughs> don't break embargoes, so that's how we kind of uh, roll with it. But uh, yeah, we were like talking about it before the show, and then when the show went live, uh, yeah, we had to uh, roll with the punches. But we still wanted to do the episode, of course, and yeah... Now we can finally talk about everything. And I thought, oh, it's going to be fun. Let's talk about our play sessions and stuff like that. But then on Monday, the um, IGN thought it was funny. I think it was Monday, right? Or was it like... No, I think Monday yeah, the like settlement a... articles released. So from Eurogamer mm-hmm. and stuff. Then Tuesday, IGN put up this like a Viking TV show series kind of web thing where they were like here we show everything about the game i really think that that included way too much info that they were not supposed to share like legacy outfits what do you think did you see it yes i saw the legacy outfits like they i mean this week i don't even know we had to like organize all the topics there's just too much valhalla we should just run right into it yeah yeah (laughs) so that's kind of the the idea also cool we both played it. So uh, last time yeah. uh, I was the only one. So I would have kind of go through with it. But then now I'm mostly curious to hear what you thought of your play session. Okay, let's do the intro real quick. The podcast goes, of course, live every Saturday on your favorite podcast service. Or you can also go to SoundCloud, Assassin's Cast, and then download it there. If you can support the show by subscribing, following, that would really help us out. You can also go the extra mile by becoming a member of my YouTube channel, going to Joe Raptor, the YouTube channel, hitting the join button next to the subscribe button, and then you get the video version of the show on Saturday. I want to thank Midget and Avatar for becoming a Velociraptor member for $2 per month. But you can also go the extra, extra mile uh, and then go for $5 per month. You get two days early access, so you can already listen to this on Thursday instead of Saturday. Get the video as well, the post show that we do on Twitch, and way, way more. I want to thank Ollie charge or charles uh, austin and tiles for becoming a raptor member of the channel that's very 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 cool to see i also want to thank everyone for going to the raptor role gameplay channel because jordan i started last week i did not expect this we're already at five thousand subscribers and one video almost hit thirty thousand views i'm like what the heck i'm just posting gameplay but i'm like okay 
that's what people want. They just want to like consume it, you know. And they want, of course, a pro player to play. I, I get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a speedrunner, uh, yeah, or yeah. raptor. <laughs> no, they actually want to see assassin gameplay. I figured that out because yeah, everyone is just. Uh, how did you play the the demo? Did you kind of switch between things? I, I did. I so, I felt like oddly pressured even though it was like six hours i felt like there was so much like they just there was so much access to so much stuff that like i i wanted to kind of just consume it all so i definitely played majorly kind of like warrior there were moments where i found myself like brute forcing an area and then i was like i need to slow down a little bit so i took another few hours to kind of play more assassin like and uh that was a lot of fun too as well cool cool and i already see in the chat because we're of course live streaming every thursday as well uh just follow my twitch channel joe raptor and you will get notified i actually got uh keen ryan here in the chat saying loved your new video jordan does because <laughs> the I-, I thought that fighting mythical creatures was like the most incredible thing that happened this week that that it was like never gonna happen in Valhalla but yeah you posted a video and that's kind of another like hallelujah moment here so so <laughs> tell me about it what, what yes. you were finally back you, you you said before the show yes I was editing in premiere I was feeling it again yes I I dusted off the old uh editing chops and I went and just did it I I was thinking about so many different things. What's hard for me with um, video creation is just figuring out. I won't spend a lot of time on this because we want to get into the details. And I'll talk about my video is basically just spent around like gear. I kind of sat there and realized like a lot of people are going to go over things like mythical creatures, the settlement, other things. And so I decided to pick a topic that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't really like put a lot of detail in that's where i want to talk with you about like in a moment as well because i fought the gear i'm like not convinced i'm like pretty underwhelmed that was like really my biggest flaw with the system uh i'm like not at all but yeah that that's like overall uh, before we we touch on that overall hype level right now jordan like and before this week so before you started playing okay i think there are three moments before you started playing after you started playing and this week when the ign video dropped when the deep dive trailer dropped i will be by the way if you're watching the video version or on twitch i will be like showcasing that stuff like that's cool to have kind of the background we got so much new gameplay Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm gonna like roll that here. Yeah, and so, where do you stand? Of, yeah. Before I played the demo, I was sitting at I wouldn't admit it, but maybe like a six or a seven. I was mainly because of a lack of like detail or content or gameplay, and so I wasn't sure. I felt like some of the footage I saw looked unpolished, and I was like, "Man, this is really kind of cutting it close to launch time." I was getting a little concerned. But playing the demo, seeing how quickly they turned around a lot of the polish in terms of like the cutscenes and the experience in the demo of actually playing the game. And then all this content this week, I'm I swear I'm not a high man, but I'm definitely at like a nine point nine. Like I'm yeah. I'm 
cannot if not i'll just say like a 10 like i can't wait to actually get the full game in my hands because uh, there's just so much to do and there's so much that you can do in this game and it's gonna it's gonna be really hard for me to split time between this and cyberpunk now uh oh, yeah. for me personally <laughs> I, like that that is really like let, let's quickly touch on sort of the the news that came out because what we played mm -hmm. we, we we played the settlement we started there um obviously i also did a video on my impressions i recommend that you watch it as well but maybe you already did um and then we went out on a very early story arc where we met the sons of ragnar and after that story arc we kind of went back to the settlement and could do could do some optional content in the Leicester Shire region. And I was already like, whoa, the settlement is huge, man. Um, there's so much stuff. But then I did not know about the Sears hut where you can like get drugged and have hallucinations and go to Ashgard and Jotunheim and fight a mythical well creature. Like that, I, I never thought uh, that was DLC for me, but that's already in this game. Yeah, and there there is lots of buildings. There is a Roman artifact building where you can turn Roman artifacts in for rewards. There's a grain building, uh, a farmer, uh, a cattle building. They all give you kind of like buffs and bonuses. And that was at an early part of the game. Like this is around the, the demo we played, the storyline we played. It's not like super early in the game, but it's early it's enough early. where like there's no, yeah, it's pretty early. You, like, you you finished the Norway part and you finished one story arc in uh, England. And what I learned is that the then, settlement that we played was level three of the six. So in in terms of settlement, it was already pretty far. But you can mm -hmm. get there already at that point. If you are a person who prefers going on raids and getting all, all sorts of supplies to upgrade your settlement then you can already maybe have like a very highly upgraded settlement before you even like continue with the main story. So it should be pretty free in how you mm -hmm. want to approach these uh, sort of things. Yeah. And, and because of the fact that it was so early and there was there, I'm curious about if there's any other buildings that we don't know about, like in the level five or level six kind of like settlement area, there, there's just, there, if there was that much to do that early in the game, I, um, I, I can't, I don't understand. Sorry, I'm skipping over my words here because there's just so much to talk about. But like, <laughs> I can't believe there's like that much more to this game than yeah. uh, we anticipated. So yeah, and you hope that they're still, of course, holding stuff back. And I think we're mostly seeing that yeah. with the Hidden Ones Bureau, another like sort of feature that was in our settlement we already built it but we for the sake of the demo could not interact with it because they kind of did not want to spoil it also in the odyssey play sessions before launch the cultist system was kind of kept under wraps but we did learn some specifics about it like that you're really again searching for clues and then trying to assassinate mm -hmm. a target some are linked to the main story some are just optional side objectives but really you can also choose with that hidden ones bureau to like build it already like again we were power level 20 i think that gives you a great idea of how far we were in the game when there's one region that requires or suggested power level 250 so we're super mm -hmm. early at the end of the six hours for you 
Um, like, I don't know why, but in Europe, the PlayStation was seven hours. Um, but I was like 37 at the end. I'm not sure about you. Yeah, I think I got up to like 28. Um, okay. I, I also... I also noticed that like your power level wasn't really. Did you notice if your power level was going up as you were? No, adjusting it's only your by gear? ability, only by spending skill points. Skill points. That's yeah. what I saw. Yeah, that was the same experience I had. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious how then like gear impacts your power level because it should impact your power level uh, depending on like how maxed out a particular weapon you make it. Yeah, uh, that 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 is that is interesting. I, I want to touch on that gear system kind of as a sort of, of overview a little later. First, let, let's kind of run okay. through the demo. So we already touched a little bit on the settlement. Are there more things that you want to talk about? I mean, there's like a tattoo shop that we finally saw in action. I want to, by the way, do a mm-hmm. video like on all the options that were available. It should be up very soon after this uh, live stream. Um, I love the homestead aspect of it uh really kind of reminds me of i think it was uh assassin's creed revelations or the second one i think it was the second one sorry uh where you kind of had like you were sending um assassins out to a mission and you were building your homestead and it's like having all these familiar characters around you really um I don't know. I definitely feel like the settlement is going to be very inviting and it has not only that, but like function, like you have, you can get runes if you go to the hunter and you turn in enough fish or a certain uh, deer pelt or something like that, you get rewards back. So there's going to be, and also like the granaries and the cattle, they give you health bonuses. They give you armor bonuses if you upgrade them. And then you can throw like a big, large feast and give yourself like a buff that helps you throughout the world. So this idea of these kind of forced mechanics of returning back to the settlement, buffing yourself up, buffing up your Yom's Vikings, and then heading back out into the world to either do stories or raids. I think all kinds of players are going to like love this experience uh, when they finally get their hands on it for sure. And the like one of the most important parts about the settlement, the story aspect of it, is something we did not even experience. Like we just saw the buildings right now. We we could go inside. We could choose to upgrade the fishing hut. So we had like a fishing line. So we could catch fish and then also bring it back to get like runes and other uh, rewards. Um, but the key part of the settlement should also be that. We are going on these sort of story arcs. I really liked that was like earlier before uh, before this sort of blowout, really early when the game was revealed. There was really talks about like episodes of TV shows that every time you go to this story arc, it's like a self-contained sort of episode. Sure, with characters that you might encounter later on as well. But really at the end of the story arc, it's kind of an end. And then you come back to your settlement and then you will see ramifications of what happened in that episode. And that th- that is sort of a true line through the rest of the game. And that part was really missing still from this uh, play session because we finished the, the story arc. We could go back to the settlement. You talk to Ranfi and it was like, well done. 
Um, and what what now? You actually brought the the boy, the the son, with you to the Raven Clan, the son of the the new king, and that was kind of it. But there should be way more going on in the settlement after you return from a journey. Maybe you have like a romantic relationship there that you then see again, or maybe other mm -hmm. stuff happens. One thing that I did not talk about yet in videos, but there was one lady um, who actually. In the when you meet the Ragnar sons, I love Ivar by the way, uh, re really really well performed, really cool character. Um, you mm -hmm. meet Uba, uh, Sigurd, and Ivar uh, like in in their tent, and there's another uh, lady there with you as well, Tona, I think she's called. And then you go to her camp as well, so you then want to know where the current king Bugrid is because you want to overthrow him, you want to get his crown. But she won't tell you unless you pay money. And then you, instead of paying money, can sneak into the camp. And what, what happened for you? Did you then just steal her sort of information and went out? Did you encounter her and fight her? Yeah, so I actually had an interesting uh, experience with that. I, uh, I spent all my silver immediately, so I didn't have any. So when I showed up to... Uh, at her camp she was like give me 500 silver and i'll give you the information you need and i didn't have it so i had to like go all right i don't have the money and so like i i left and i'm like all right let's sneak around so i went and s snuck around and i was able to stealthily acquire all the information and i was on my way out and she turned the corner and saw me and we got into this fight and then she grabbed me and like threw me out of, or like hit me. She does like this jump attack and like hit me out of her camp. And so like, she kind of saved me from her. So I kind of like, you went left. with it. Oh. <laughs> but nice. I, uh, I was able to ask the demoist. I went back and like fully experienced that area just a little bit more. Uh, Cause uh, I felt like that, that uh, reaction was a little her? cheating. Uh, later on because i didn't because i left um i she shows up later in the story where and she um i when after i i think i find the king when they tell you to go meet so there, there's a part in the story which is really cool um is it tells you the king is likely hiding that you're trying to find yeah, yeah. he's running away from you he's around these area where these two rivers meet. So there's, for those who like exploration mode, this is a big win for that. There isn't like an exact waypoint on where to find him. And so you kind of have to head to this area and kind of guess. And so I was kind of noticing an area. I'm like, Hey, this is probably it. Sure enough. I was right. I assassinate my way through it. You get into a fist fight with the King. Uh, and you end up knocking him out and you carry him. And as I was carrying him out the door, she and two other people ambushed me. Wow. And I had to then fight them right in that moment. So was that not the experience you got? You can kill her in the camp and then she will obviously not be there. But what I yeah. also learned, but my experience was, so first of all, I reached out to Ubisoft. I was like, okay, I played seven hours now. I want to play more. And I also thought, okay, I, I still want to record other things. Luckily, someone from the French uh, like press or something dropped out. 
So they were like, hey, we still got room. Okay, so I, I played again. And then I did obviously different things. And that's when I really noticed the impact that your choices have and something you will really uh, notice when you play for the for the second time. Um, and that's, for example, that if you don't, if you kill her, Ivar says immediately after you leave the camp, and what about Tona then? She will likely be writing letters that you stole her information. And then if you kill her, uh, female or like Avar will say, no, that's already been taken care of. And otherwise it will be like, ah, oh, we, we will see about that. Uh, I will take care of it later. So that's already like a cool twist. And what I learned from an interview is actually that she can join your settlement as well. So if you, there's wow. a path where for one way or the other, she ends up in your settlement. Like that's the whole point that I was going to make like when we started this conversation. But there, there seems to be a lot of little things that you just don't know about when you engage in them, but that could totally have different um, ramifications. So instead of like, maybe uh, I'm totally sure that there will be your settlement will be different than mine and everyone else listening will maybe have characters that mm-hmm. one kill because yeah you, you encounter them it was very easy to kill Tona she was not like a hard enemy or something a little tougher than other regular enemies um, but I want to see that footage of you like the getting ambushed as well because that's already like another different outcome yeah. than what I saw I did put that I did put some of that footage in my video um Oh. Uh, I'll have to find the timestamp for you, but uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll show that uh, at some point or send it to you. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think what's really cool is how they've kind of took so Odyssey introduced decision trees, and I feel like the best thing or the best thing that Valhalla has done has refined that. They they took what a, a decision tree really should be is it, instead of having this bipolar Avor character that's like, I hate you, I love you, are like your options, which kind of felt to be the case in Odyssey sometimes. Avor's personality is a true, like a, a plumb line throughout the whole storyline. And like the ver- the choices you get kind of stick to her personality type. But like, as you could hear, me and George just literally live figured out that we had a completely different yeah. experience when it came to interacting with this one. Uh, player so we so there is like these branching stories but it's not in such a jarring way where you feel like you're being pulled out like uh i also heard that like because there's an option in the story where it asks you you're trying to look for this king right and there's two places to look at um and so depending on which one you pick first you have a different cut scene uh, on the other one, and they reference the fact that you kind of went to the first, the other one first. I know it's just like a subtle thing, but it feels way yeah. more smooth than Odyssey did when it came to those like reaction uh, reactions to all the different decisions. The, yeah, you've made. the best part about this is that when you are playing, you feel that the choices you make made were the only ones that were possible because people um, like remember what you did and if you did not do that obviously they will not mention it and like you said there are like there at one point you could choose to go to two different locations and if you went to the other one first then if you went to the second location it would be like hey what happened at the other location yeah we did not find her there but then i switched it around and then it was like 
yo, what happened at the other location? And then you got like a whole different conversation. So it's pretty insane. I hope there's mm -hmm. new game plus. So because then we can really like figure all that stuff out. But those are like subtle mm -hmm. things that just make it way more believable. Um, yeah. Any, any other, like you, you mentioned improvements over Odyssey, like something that I'm still seeing a lot is just the, what, what I kind of didn't like about Odyssey is that because they really stepped away from like motion capture and cutscenes. Um, mm -hmm. And sure, like in this game, uh, things still like there are there are not as as many cutscenes I would say as as an origins in terms of like how often you see them. I think, um, but the regular conversations still look way more natural than they did in Odyssey. And sometimes, yes, you had like this conversation where Cassandra, I was playing Cassandra meets Demos for the first time after like him like at that cultist moment at the start of the game you kind of go to this I think where you upgrade your Blade of Leonidas you see Alexios and then he's like on top of the mountain and you go meet him there and that was like a super important moment for that game because yeah they, they finally are talking to each other again and because of the animations from Alexios and just how it was performed it it totally it, it did not feel it feel, felt like nothing to me like it kind of uh, yeah. it doesn't like really it did not connect and I never had that in Valhalla and that actually benefits the characters they are way more believable and likable. Yeah, the last cutscene which we're not allowed to talk about in Valhalla, the one you know that uh, the one thing we weren't allowed to talk about. That was a cinematic cutscene, wasn't it? Or no? Am I creating rumors right no, now? No, I don't. Do think you remember? So. I do think no. so. Looking at the it deep dive like trailer, one. that there are parts, <laughs> and we also saw that in uh, that oh, that first gameplay teaser. Sometimes they they the characters look way better than regularly. Um, so there's like a there is totally a difference, I think, between quality. But I'm not sure if it, if you can really call that like cinematic. I don't think that that uh, scene you mentioned, and we should not mention it anymore because people are like, "Yeah, what the heck are they talking about?" But we don't want to spoil <laughs> it. We don't want to spoil it. But it's spoilers, big spoiler. Yes. So uh, like that. That's so awesome. There's way more to this game than yeah. And that 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 is all always what I tried to say with Odyssey as well. And when I was like making videos about different systems, or oh, you're spoiling everything. And the same with this game, you're spoiling. Dude, we, um, no, there's so much in this game that's insane. Yeah, just letting you know, Joy, you cut out just for a brief second there, and oh, the really? stream paused. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, I see. If it. you want to address that real quickly, um. If you can hear me. Okay. Yeah, it's back. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for sticking around. <laughs> why, why does this happen on uh, the like the biggest episode we ever did where we both played the freaking game? <laughs> now, when we were talking about the uh, Odyssey improvements, like in terms of performance and yes. stuff like that... Um, but anything else that we should add to that? Yeah, you ended with saying something about like the hype in the game, and we were talking about the cutscenes, and um, definitely th the very fact that like I wasn't sure if it if this particular scene was a cinematic scene. Uh, I oh, yeah. think is a good sign because 
it like means good. that they they've polished the cutscenes so well that um it it's a big improvement from odyssey and that and the story too just to kind of stick on that for just one last little bit is the ragnar's brothers were so kind of engaging like i i felt like i was connected to these characters um way quicker and easier than it was like in odyssey like obviously barnabas and certain characters in odyssey shown above the rest um but i feel like there were some characters that you met throughout the game in odyssey that were kind of forgettable but valhalla's like you're able to quickly remember these characters they really make an impression right at yeah. the front so yeah and and we know that we will like encounter them even more so it's already cool to to get like mm-hmm. a to, to know that this is not like a one-off but even the one-off characters like the king burgrit and the leo leo Fred, uh like the right hand of the king that we only saw a few times they already had more personality and were more likable than in origins one of the big problems was that the targets some were like you went to a city and then there was a target oh he cut he he like makes a sound or something so that's how you should notice him but his background story uh, just kill him and here already these characters have way more personality to them i really like the the scene where uh sigurd and i want to actually talk about sigurd in a moment before we touch on the sort of gameplay aspects but where you're like going to this this castle where you think the king is, but then his wife or the, his wife actually turns out to be there, and they did a sort of decoy. Um, I really liked like stuff like that. It kind of played with, with with how you interpret this scene as well. And then we saw Sigurd mm-hmm. actually fall for this trap. So what happened was there were four ladies, and one actually looked like the queen, and she was like, "Okay, let my." handmaidens go it's about me and then Sigurd was like oh yeah um you immediately see that this is a woman of quality we should like handle her with respect and then she kind of puts up her hands and then you see wait these hands are dirty she's not the queen at all she's a handmaiden and then the queen already ran off because she was part of the so-called handmaidens and Sigurd fell for that and what is your kind of read on him because we of course have the tease that there's a darker side to him that um yeah they're they're they seem to have a big relationship there are parts in the story arc where you really have a eivor sigurd moment where you like go on a ship or like walk i never thought that we would do stuff like this again or just just some or that we would be like chasing a king in england like th- there are some mm-hmm. like f- funny funny cool uh yeah brother uh, sister or brother brother moments but you do yeah. ma- you do me- you do see that Sigurd just kind of lacks the the capabilities of a leader in a way because he is the leader of the raven clan but he, yeah i i definitely think there's going to be a conflict um, between Eivor and Sigurd at some point in the storyline, especially because it kind of sounds like they, well, he's your stepbrother, but from what I read um, was that uh, his father, he he has like this desire to be king that was stripped away from him. Like he has like this uh, claim to being like the king of Norway that is kind of taken away from him. So you're going to 
probably help him do that. And then there's going to be some sort of conflict. So I definitely am super excited for like all these different interactions. I definitely think that everyone's going to have a different experience with Sigurd and maybe even the end of their game looks a lot different um, than other people's will be depending on the different choices and paths you take. Um, maybe Eivor is allowed to like just be like if Sigurd is a bad character we it, it alludes to that but we don't know because of all the complexity that's of with the everything yeah, we, yeah yeah and okay. so like there could be a chance where you have a playthrough where both Eivor and Sigurd are bad or they're both good or they fight each other uh we don't know yet uh and that's what I'm most excited to like uh, from the story is to kind of see how all these players are in this storyline connect and what the result will be with the final story. Yeah. Um, it, it yeah. wasn't clear. Like, and there was, there, there was very, a lot of things like it, it kind of played out how you imagined, but you already noticed some sort of like, if Sigurd, what he was basically doing, he was like, yo, a for do this, do this. She, giving Eivor all the dirty work. And what you then saw happen is that the Ragnar sons actually were like, wait, Eivor is the, the, the cool guy here or the cool girl because they they mm -hmm. get everything done. While Sigurd is... I, You, of course, made the prediction that Sigurd is like part of the Order of the Ancients. and I, I didn't know this ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of like, um, uh, I, I approached the session a little bit with that in mind. And I'm not saying that that is true. I, of course, hope that your prediction is not true. But <laughs> it is interesting that he is constantly away from the settlement. Like Randvi is the, the kind of the leader in his place because Sigurd, uh, Sigurd mm -hmm. is well. And it's constantly like, what is he doing? He is constantly in at, at a location but you have to do all the activities then you come back and he's at the location again and the, uh, you you see maybe him fight, he's a obviously. dice gambler yeah he he, he just you, you did i did not see him lift like an axe in a cutscene or anything at all he, he was just there he was he was just like he did he did join us on that raid for the queen though. So I, I feel like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot we don't know about Sigurd yet, but uh, there's a lot to be discovered. Yeah. And I think that there will be plenty of like kinds of alternate storylines to come out of it. One of the things that I found super interesting in terms of like gameplay was like kind of the return of, of distractions and stuff. Did you use a, a drunk guy in Let Letticestershire? Gosh, I'm yeah, yeah, bad yeah, at yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, multiple moments. Like to a like distract the guards? Of, yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Let me see if I got some gameplay of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that is like, there are these areas where if you like approach them, you instantly like use a hood. And this is also where you can actually um, do some of the... Um, yeah, I got like a there's, thing. yeah, there's towns, there's Saxon towns throughout England that uh, don't like Danes. So there, it's called instead of like a restricted area, it's a distrust area, 
And what's signified different for those of you who aren't seeing the gameplay footage, there's going to be an orange bar at the top instead of a red bar. And what that's indicating is like, you don't belong in this town. And if people notice that you're a Dane, the guards are going to come and attack you. So you have to use social stealth or all kinds of different features to try to maneuver or work. And, and, and the city is a functioning city. There's like a merchant there and things you can do. Uh, and you can join crowds like you used to in the past, which I think is really phenomenal. But yeah, one so of the yep. funny ones was there is a drunk guy walking around and you can convince him to follow you by promising him a drink. And then he follows you and you kind of set him up in front of some guards and you can trigger the last part of the animation, which is I want you to cause a distraction and he'll start rambling and yelling at the guards and the guards will start walking away from a door and then you can subtly uh go in behind the guards without having to impact them so there's tons of uh features here inside of these saxon cities that you kind of don't belong to uh that you can use to kind of maneuver around the city and uh i thought that that was like really immersive because yeah, you're still like you're still like this person with a hood on so it's not that um yeah. that 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 you're like that invisible if there is like a drunk guy okay um but <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the footage there was we're a guy watching like Joe Raptor <laughs> not do too good at social stealth he got caught and now he's fighting all the yeah but uh, that was like me trying oh, to figure out that uh you just cannot like um uh, yeah, you will st- you will not be invincible. Like they will still notice this weird person with a hood on. Like they actually say, "Hey, hey, you strange with the hood." Like it's not like nobody has a hood. Uh, some monks that, that or whatever they are like that that walk around. But you're still like this curious person. They just yeah, they just don't spot you that easily. Uh, but it's a very mm-hmm. cool system for sure. Uh, I did like that. By the way, I think also that if you go there at night. There are no other people, so then it's actually a restricted area. So that's, I think, a cool twist. Interesting. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is a lot. One thing I also like to throw out there real quick is, like, you had mentioned that you felt the need to kind of, like, ride your horse uh, to kind of get to places. Instead At of least in this particular region, I f- felt like I used the ship way more than the horse. Like, I think I was mm-hmm. only on my horse like a, a couple of times to like get to like a a viewpoint that I wanted to synchronize at that was kind of centrally located in the middle of land but like the um I was actually impressed with the amount of rivers out there and how much you can kind of use your ship a lot more than uh as a kind of almost a primary source of travel at least for me that was like my experience what about you yeah, you, have you changed I, I your still, mind? No, or no? no. I'm, I'm also like <laughs> you just encounter so many random things in the world that you just don't encounter when using your ship. It feels like you're kind of handicapped on your ship in a way because, um, yeah, you you just have this linear path, and when actually this like when actually riding a horse, you can encounter mysteries. Like there's nothing on the sea. Mm-hmm. You really use your ship. For raids, that's like a, a night. Like you, there is sorry, yeah. camps scattered. There's like camps in abandoned town. Like when I went along the river, there was like a kind of like a burnt down town 
that like I hopped off and checked out real quick. So it's not like a complete, I understand what you mean. Cause there was a lot more, um, there was a lot more, uh, mysteries kind of more inland, but there was like events kind of scattered along the rivers that you could do a little bit, uh, that I at least ran into. Yeah. Uh, I but know. I see not what you fan. mean as well. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the the ship is fun and all, but also like with these raids, I, I just so far don't really like going in with, with your crew. I think it's way more fun to sneak around in the raid first and then call them when mm -hmm. the coast is clear in a way because you still need them mm -hmm. for, um, like you still need them to open some doors and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. I want to talk about the gameplay a little bit. Like, sure, we actually are already kind of long, but yeah, that's how we go, of course. So, and we have multiple weeks before launch. We we can talk about news and stuff like that as well. And we actually missed the reviews. Like, if you like the podcast, leave a five star review. That would really help us out. Um, <laughs> but like, I want to talk about what we already kind of teased. Your video, the gear. Um, that was like mm -hmm. a big sort of system that was different compared to the previous demo where there you only had the regular stats. Now they finally added perks to it. And when I thought of perks, I immediately thought, okay, it's like Odyssey or Origins. But the the problem that I'm overall having... You cut out there for me. Sorry. Again? Am I back? Hello? Yeah. Okay. You're back now. Okay, nice. Sorry. I hope on Twitch as well then. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> No, but um, what I what what I just overall the experience, and I think this is important for people to know, you will only get weapons if you really search for them, and if you just play regularly, I think you will maybe get a new weapon or gear item once once per hour or once per like half an hour or maybe less. Like it, mm -hmm. they don't come that easily. You you do have a like a fender where you can buy some stuff. So if you got enough silver, you can totally go there. But overall. Um, it's kind of, I, I missed the loot grind in a way. I, or the, like the, yeah, like the finding new pieces and going to my inventory to look at it. I was now only switching weapons because I wanted to record every weapon. There was no reason for me to switch to this other weapon only then for diversity. While with Odyssey and how many kind of flaws the sort of assassin and warrior damage ha had you did switch between the weapons because oh, now I want more crit chance or I want more warrior damage to deal more melee, da melee da uh, damage. Right now it was... It didn't matter. You, you still kill enemies insanely fast even if you have the uh, like regular... It doesn't matter what weapon you use. And in a way it's nice that the, kill to, or the time to kill is very low. I know some people just don't like this sort of bullet spongy enemies that we had in odyssey and right now we're only seeing that really for bosses and it makes obviously more sense but every time i found a weapon i was like hmm okay I, it wasn't exciting and and what i really liked and what i hoped this this um wealth system would include was the similar to the legendary chest in odyssey because Odyssey, of course, also had these weapons that were in set locations. But you knew when you saw a legendary chest, that's a cool weapon. 
That's a weapon with a mm -hmm. legendary perk that has a unique look and that has a very unique capability. And so far, all the weapons I saw, except for one, but that was the weapon from Origins and that was also in Odyssey, like the, the axe, all had boring perks. It was all like extra heavy damage after blocking, speed after a finisher. Like, you don't, you don't, with, with the, like the, if you really like analyze it, you might see, oh, okay, it kind of changes my, my, my attacks. But overall, did not really matter. There was one that I did like, that I just want to see more of, where critical hits would set the weapon on fire. Um, like, that was awesome. That, that I want more of that. And so far, I don't have the idea that there's enough of that. And that, that, that just all the gear is just, like, basic stats. And not just... Ex it's a single-player game. Let us get crazy with, with perks and abilities. And so far, it's all kind of boring, in a way, I felt. I disagree entirely okay um, interesting yeah i um and the main reason i guess the main reason is is keep in mind that we were also playing at the early point of the game so you you're the likelihood of having access to think about odyssey early on there there wasn't really builds as much as it was just trying to focus sure. in on like stats or abilities but you found weapons um, more often so it was still like yes but and here, when I went to the cartographer, there was at least like 12 uh, pieces of gear to find just in that like small area. Um, I'm guessing that there's going to be uh, all, a lot more gear in the game for sure, especially because of all these different weapon types. I think where the hunting and the loot grind is actually going to come is in runes because if you max a piece of gear out to mythical um, um, rarity, which any piece of gear can do, you're going to get four rune slots. And if you get a major rune or a high, or maybe they even have mythical runes, you're going to be able to, it's essentially, it looks to be this very similar to how Odyssey gear is built, but instead of RNG or randomization, uh, giving you the four perks for your piece of gear, you get to pick what those damage boosts are by using runes. But and then the piece of gear has some sort of unique perk that comes with it as well. And so there is going to be things like crit chance sets your weapon on fire. There was one that I saw uh, your second heavy attack does 50% more damage. And you are right in the sense that there are a lot of abilities and skills in this game that kind of bypass the whole stat system. Like there's some cheesy animations or the stomp or, or the, the instant assassination, which we haven't talked about a setting yeah. in the uh, game yeah. where any assassination will be one hit. I'm guessing if people really want to dive into the gear system, you're likely going to have to set your game up on the hardest difficulty and turn off those things if that's what you want to do. And I find that to be perfectly fine. Like there's going to be players who want to just experience the story and be able to kind of have a very uh, simple experience in combat. And that's going to be possible. But I definitely think players like me who like to kind of uh, pick and choose and kind of like make different play styles and kind of max things out and test uh, data stats. I think there's going to be plenty of that uh, 
possibility as well. But and so with, I feel like it, with the runes, the, the they are still plus three elite damage. Like yes, they're 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 base stats, but at the same time, like there are new stats. There's stats called there's stats for stunning. There's stats for a, attack speed. The thing to keep in mind that's different from this game to Odyssey was Odyssey was very mythical. So there was like there was jumping in the air and like smashing the ground. There was uh, perks and abilities centered around very mythical type combat. While Valhalla is very much more medieval kind of grounded combat. So the perks are going to be very kind of centered around that. Like I'm what gets me excited about the gear is that they've exposed attack speed and evasion and weight speed. So like there's a chance you could like design a set and gear that gives you dual heavy weapons, but extremely fast attack speed. And you're just spinning in circles trying to like, Re repeating like that mm. uh spin animation constantly and killing people around you um i just hope that, so that we don't have to really look for it to to get to crazy sort of stuff because that's what i kind of liked and maybe you're right mm -hmm. like that that odyssey is more mythical and that's why they kind of went crazy on the other hand doing a critical hit and that lights your weapon on fire like what the heck like and and that was mm -hmm. also funny we, I'm not sure if we talked about it, but Darby said there's no magic in Assassin's Creed. Um, everything is like uh, there; it's all like uh, realistic or something. I don't know what he said, but we still have an ability where we can shoot a freaking arrow through the wall. Like, what? Mm -hmm. What? Sure. In terms of story, they they want to get it both ways. They want the Odyssey way, where they have fun abilities that are over the top, but they also want it the realistic way. And just pick one of the two, then. Because I don't I think want, you, yeah. I don't want to shoot through walls a, and then and then uh, have like boring stats on my make my weapon bigger, like do crazy stuff. Then because so far, mm -hmm. because every weapon is unique. I really thought that that meant every weapon is a legendary weapon, and right now every weapon is unique. Every weapon is a boring weapon. Every weapon is a rarity one weapon that sure you can upgrade. But what I saw with the blacksmith upgrades, it just adds another socket option. Like, it, it adds another mm -hmm. rune option. So that still means that that weapon with the five or the speed after doing a, a hit or something is the same on mythic level, but you can put three elite damage and four attack speed on it. But that's still a boring weapon. That's still not exciting for me. So I'm curious if there's like another level of weapons that we just don't know about and that those are the legendary weapons. But then yeah. that weapon that you get at the start, they really said, yeah, the weapon you get at the start is still going to be powerful in the end. That's then not true. If there are another tier of legendary weapons that do have the... We, we saw in the, uh, in the deep dive trailer, we saw one two-handed sword that looked like a total powerhouse. So will we then all be running around with that two-handed sword? Like... There are still questions. I'm just not convinced yet that it will be as exciting as I hoped with like a sort of collection system. I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because I, I definitely think with the skill tree and the, um, the rune system and the ability to upgrade the rarities, I think there is going to be ways to push the gear combat. We didn't see a lot of the perks on there, 
I, but I do agree with you in the sense that there is some um, conflicts in the damage and gear system in this. And I kind of mentioned this on Twitter last night, talking with one of the access animus guys is with the feature to instant kill assassination. I was kind of mentioning that kind of inval. If you turn that feature on, it kind of invalidates a third of the skill tree, which is all spent on increasing your assassin damage. Um, and so if all assassinations just instantly kill any character, it kind of invalidates assassin damage entirely. And so I definitely agree with you that uh, Valhalla is kind of the, the damage system is in conflict with itself in the sense that there's these abilities and these animations and these things, these over the top things. And then there's this grounded thing and you can kind of tell like they were trying to make a more grounded game, but kind of were felt like they had to hold on to these legacy odyssey type um, actions. And so you kind of get a little bit of both, uh, which can be, Mm -hmm. could be potentially frustrating, but I think the actual, um, system like the rune socketing system and the upgrades and the upgrading rarities and the fact that there is a custom perk for a particular piece of gear or set um i think that as long as there's plenty of gear to choose from that 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 will give us that there will be a lot of combinations in ways especially if you're putting yourself on nightmare difficulty uh, and you're not just doing all the one-shot accessibility stuff that you can find a build or a setup for yourself that really hones in on the play style that you like playing. So I am a little bit more um, – I have a bit of more of a positive outlook than you do on like the – I uh, mean, the only the thing that's – I mean, we're still looking early in the game. Um, so maybe yeah. it changes later on. Uh, but we will have to wait and see. I, I just so far was like for the limited gear that we found, mm-hmm. I just hope that the gear that we did find was more exciting. Um, we do have to end it. Uh, sorry, because we have to go to the, the Cyberpunk Live Reactors like right after this podcast. Um, quick predictions or so we do. Let's move that to next week then because it was kind of a crazy episode with some technical issues as well. Um, well, Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, where can people find you before we leave the show? What do we do about predictions? Yeah, that's do what I said. Let, let's, let, let's put it next week. Oh, Okay. All right, we will uh, we'll do predictions next week. People can find me at It's Jordan Does, and if you want a little bit more of a deep dive into the gear, um, just head to that YouTube Good channel, out. It's Jordan Does, and uh, watch it. I put a lot of detail into it. Yes, for sure. A lot of uh, nice visual effects and uh, counting things. <laughs> and uh, Still did not <laughs> get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing math right there. Um, yeah, thanks, of course, for checking out this podcast. podcast. Um, 50 minutes is way too short to talk about this game. There's so much news as well. But I think it will mm-hmm. be kind of not quiet, but I think this was like the final blowout we have before launch. Sure, we will still need to get the post-launch trailer and stuff like that. So when we know more about that, uh, we will, of course, discuss it here every week. But I think from now till launch, there will be a ton to discuss and we will refer back to our play session. And if you got questions, like send them as well, uh, assessuscast.com for your questions. 
and uh, we might answer them in a future video and leave reviews as well that would help us out and you can also support the show financially by hitting the join button next to the subscribe button on my youtube channel they get the video version um for two dollars per month and you get two days early access for five dollars per month and it would really help us out right here for now uh yeah speak to you next time I got a ton of videos on my channel as well so check them out check jordan's videos as well and uh yeah we will uh, speak to each other uh, next week then goodbye bye